This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeaky, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call an 888 money pit. The Money Pit is presented by the Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the Angie app, Owens Corning, and Aero Fasteners. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we are here for you to help you on a beautiful fall day take on projects around your house. If you've got a project inside or out, well, it's perfect because that's why we call this the Goldilocks season, right? It's not too hot. It's not too cold. It's always just right for whatever you want to work on. So let us help because we're always ready to do just that. You can reach out to us with your questions at one eight 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 money pit or post them at moneypit.com slash ask. Uh, please, when you leave your questions, make them short, make them succinct. We get so many questions. We can't tackle the long ones with extraordinary stories, but if you make it short and sync and tell us exactly what you need to know to get to the next step, we will always do our best to get back to you when we produce this program. Hey, coming up on today's show, you know, as long as there have been homes, there have been home repairs, which of course happen at the least convenient moment. Wouldn't it be nice if you can predict when some of that stuff's going to happen? Well, you can if you know the age of your house. And that can be surprisingly difficult if you don't know a few secrets. We're going to share those tips in just a bit. And as we've said, fall is the best time to tackle a lot of projects. And one of them is getting your lawn ready for not only winter, but a bright green spring and summer next year. So we're going to share a handy four-step checklist to help you do just that. And air cleaners versus air purifiers. They both claim to clear the air, but one of them masks the smell and the other one totally destroys it. We're going to highlight the best way to detox the air inside your home sweet home. And if you're interested in transforming your kitchen with a granite countertop, we're giving away a kit that can help you do that in just a weekend. It's a new kit from Dice Coatings and it's called the Lux Rock Solid Surface Granite Countertop Kit. That's right. It's worth 249 bucks and going out to one listener drawn at random. So make that you. The number here is 1-888-MONEYPIT or post your questions at moneypit.com slash ask. Let's get to it. Leslie, who's first? Now we've got Beverly from Columbus, Ohio, who wants to discuss the dreaded basement question. I'm very intrigued. What's going on over there? Well, I've followed your show for for quite a while now, and I uh, have heard many of the basement discussions. I did have someone check the gutters and downspouts, and they snaked um, the... I guess I don't know how to say it right, the drain to the curb, and uh, out came sand. But uh, that wasn't definitive, and I'm still having water in the basement. And um, I'm thinking maybe I should have had it scoped. Maybe that drain is broken apart. It's possibly tiled. The house is built in 1951-52. Okay, so a couple of questions. We're talking about a basement leak. 
And when does the basement leak happen? When is it worse? Is it worse after like a heavy rainfall, for example? Yes. Okay. So that's good news because that means this is definitely 100% guaranteed to have nothing to do with rising water tables. This is a problem with drainage. So you're on the right track. Now, it's been my experience that when when folks tell me that they've done everything that I've advised, there's usually something they've not done. So I'm just going to kind of walk this back. First of all, we've established you have gutters on your house and that your gutters are clean. Is that correct? Correct. All right. Um, have you ever watched your gutters in a heavy rainstorm to see if they're overflowing? Um, I have not. I do have a dining room window where it looks like a waterfall. And when they checked the gutters, the gentleman said the um, wire screening over it, which is not tight in any way, shape, or form. It's fairly open. He thought it was rolling over the top, so he bent it differently and says it goes over and down in the gutter now, but I'm still getting water. Yeah, that's a that's a big clue right then. If, if you can or if you can have somebody do this for you, next time you get a really heavy rainstorm, mm-hmm. as long as it's not lightning or thunder, of course, yeah. uh, you know, grab your umbrella and your, and your galoshes and go outside and step back from your roof so you can see what's going on and watch that water. That water will, will basically talk to you and tell you uh, whether or not it's draining properly or not. You very well may see, for example, water overflowing like you're reporting seeing outside this window. That can happen because, you know, in your case, you had a misaligned screen. But it very often happens because the gutter doesn't have uh, enough, that the gutter's too small for the size roof that it's draining. Sometimes you have a larger roof, drains into a lower roof, that drains into the gutter. That gutter might be too small. Now, uh, if we eliminate all of that, we know that the gutters are working right. Uh, when it comes to the drains itself, the leaders, you mentioned that there's an underground pipe. Do all of your drains, all your leaders come off of those gutters and go into pipes that run underground, or are there some that are above ground? No, everything's underground, and there's two Okay, front and back. And there's two. Okay. So here's how we can test to see if this has something to do with the problem. You can temporarily disconnect the leader from that underground pipe, and you can connect it to an elbow and another piece of leader material that's at least eight or ten feet long. And you lay this on the ground, kind of where, you know, where your underground pipe is going. But now we are taking the water out of that underground pipe and we are running it through another piece of leader material and we are assured that that water is not landing anywhere near the house because you can watch it go out, right? And you can put a couple of rocks around this just to kind of hold it in place. And then let it sit there for a month or, or two until you have some good rainstorms and see if you see a difference. If you see a difference, then you definitely know something's going on with that underground pipe. And those pipes sometimes will crack and the water will leak out of them and they'll find their way back into the into the basement. Generally, whatever's going on is happening within the first four to six feet of the foundation. So if you can just use leader material and abandon those underground pipes for the moment, you'll be able to test that and see if that's having an effect. And anywhere else that the roof is draining, you said you only have two. That's not very much for a house. You have no other uh, downspouts that are that are draining out except for those two? No, just one from the rear and one from the front. They both exit the same side. And I would assume that they're not tied sound into the right. same piping of whatever yeah, it may that be. That doesn't sound right. You Almost everybody has at least four, even on a simple like ranch-style house. To have one for that entire run of gutter sounds to me like that gutter probably gets overflowing a lot. The average gutter system can only take 400 to 600 square foot of roof surface per downspout. So 
I suspect that unless you're living in a, you know, a, uh, a tiny home, <laughs> your roof is actually dumping a lot more water than that. So you may, you may not have enough, uh, enough drains off of that spot. But look, you got to dig into this further because that's what's going on. This is a drainage issue. It has nothing to do with a rising water table. Adding a sump pump is not going to help you or, or anything like that. You got to figure out what's wrong with your gutter system. And I think it's definitely the place to start. All right. One other thing. Um, the um, crawl space is on the same side as the downspouts, and that has higher wet than anywhere else. So that's also a clue, isn't it? Well, what happens Maybe. is when you have too much water at the foundation perimeter and it gets into the, the concrete block walls, um, it will basically draw it up against gravity. So the water, the water actually will sort of soak up. It's because the concrete is very hydroscopic. It'll draw it up. It's like if you take a napkin and you stick it in a glass of water, the water starts to run up the napkin towards where your hand is. That's what's happening there. It's basically you know soaking up through that the hollow concrete surface through the porous surface and, and filling up the block. So the fact of the matter is that when you get water that's consistent with rainfall like that or snow melt, it's always drainage. It has nothing to do with rising water tables. So don't let the don't, don't let where the water is showing up. Fool you. I've seen houses that had geysers in the middle of a basement floor and fixed one downspout and it went away. So that's what's going on here. You just got to get to the bottom of it. Thank you for both of you. All right. And I tell everybody about your show. Oh, well, thank you very much. We're so glad to help you. Thank you. Bye bye. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than a 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's AirDoctorPro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. What are you guys working on this wonderful fall weekend? Well, perhaps you're thinking about updating your kitchen and bath, and a granite countertop has always been part of that dream, but maybe not part of the budget. Well, have we got a brand new, amazingly great product to give away this hour that's going to help you do just that. It's from Dice Coatings, and it's going to give you a sparkling granite surface at the fraction of the cost of real granite. Now, it's a kit called Lux Rock Solid Surface Granite Countertop Kit, and one of these is going to cover 40 square feet of countertop, which makes it perfect for updating your kitchen or your bath goes on very easily. It looks absolutely like the real deal. It is a smooth stone surface. It performs and looks just like the real granite. It comes in five colors, and that whole transformation takes about two days, so it really is a true DIY project. Yeah, now the kit retails for $2.99, but it's on sale now at Home Depot, Lowe's, and DiceCoatings.com for $2.49, but we got one to give away today for free. 
So call us right now with your questions, and that might just be you. The number here is one eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. Ed Nye was on the line with a heating and cooling question. What can we help you with today? I've got a home that's uh, it's a ranch style on the basement, about three thousand square feet, and probably half of the upstairs, the living room and the kitchen and dining room, is cathedral ceiling. That part of the house seems to stay about ten. 10 to 15 degrees warmer than uh, the rest of the house. Um, it's, I've had the AC checked, and they say the size is adequate. But I was wondering, if there, is it insulation problem, and is there a way to correct that? Well, it's basically heat loss. And yes, whenever you have a cathedral ceiling, you can't get as much insulation in that ceiling structure. And because heat rises and you've got that ceiling up there, you're going to have a warmer second floor. So how do you combat that? Well, there's a couple of things. One of which is, do you have ceiling fans up there? Yes. Right, and the ceiling fans are not helping. Are they pushing that warm air down so that uh, it can be cooled in the summer? It, it helps, but it's not enough. One of the things you might want to do is considering supplementing the second floor with a split ductless system or a mini split ductless. It's usually easier to do that than to overrun the air con- the main air conditioner to get the second floor cooler. And in the long run, you'll use less energy that way. Sometimes, in, in a, in, depending on the home design, you're going to get a warm area of the house that just can't get enough air delivered to it because of its design. You know, in, in my home, I've got a, an office on the west side of the house, and it just happens to be pretty far from where the air handler is, and so it always stays a bit warmer. And I put a split ductless system in there just to kind of supplement the central air. We still have central air in the same space, but the split ductless supplements it quite nicely and does a really good job of keeping it very cool and comfortable uh, in those warmest summer days. So I would suggest you consider that as an option here. Okay. Now, would it help to put a like a power vent on the seat and the roof? No, because you don't have an attic. You have an attic. You have a cathedral, so there's no attic space there. Plus, those uh, exhaust, those attic exhaust fans, typically take as much air conditioned air out of the house as they do hot air because they depressurize the attic so much that they tend to draw it down into the house and steal some air conditioned air at the same time. Okay, all right, that makes sense. All right, Ed. All right, thank you. Well, as long as there have been homes. There have been home repairs. I mean, they really do go hand in hand. But if you know the age of your home, problems that are common to that era can sometimes be avoided. Or, yeah, but at least you'll know what to expect. I mean, after spending 20 years as a professional home inspector, I actually got pretty good at knowing what might be wrong with a house before I even walked in the door. It wasn't because I had, like, mystic psychic abilities, but it was more because I'd seen the same defects in houses of the same age time and time again. Also, he's a psychic. Tom. Tom's a psychic. I am Can, a psychic. Yeah. I'm a home Tom. improvement psychic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the house whisperer. <laughs> <laughs> you really are. But here's a few tricks, guys, that can help you determine the age of your house, along with some of the more common repairs for those ages. So the first step is if you can research some records, that would be amazing, because if you can compile a house history, you know, that will help you identify the era in which that structure was built. But the architectural style of the home may also give you some clues. Now, Victorian homes, they're very popular from 1830 to about 1910. Cape Cod homes started really popping up in the 30s and 40s, and ranches started to become popular in the 50s and the 60s. So go ahead, research at your local building department, the tax assessor, maybe the registrar of deeds office, 
Look for deeds, maps, plot plans, building permits. All of these public records are going to help you fill in a piece of history for your home. It's definitely a cool bit of history to learn. I, I mean, you really can enjoy this process a lot. Now, besides researching your home through those records and the maps, you can learn a lot just by observing the materials your home was built with. So, for example, uh, in my house, I originally had something called knob and tube wiring. Knob and tube is like the first centrally wired system, and it's got to go, so it's been disconnected for, you know, decades. Uh, you also could find steel plumbing pipes, and they were both common from 1900 to 1940. Now, the small fuse-type electrical systems, the plaster lath walls, and the vermiculite insulation, that was common from 1940 to 1960. And, of course, who could forget, Leslie, the lovely avocado appliances of the <laughs> 60s and the 70s, right? That was like decorating's dark era, I think. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty amazing that you could get everything in that green color. I'm also always fascinated by black bathroom fixtures, like a black toilet, a black sink. When was yeah. that popular? Because it's the right. weirdest thing that, ever. It is. And and like black kitchen appliances were popular like, I don't know, 20 years ago. I don't know if they still are, but nobody likes them because they, you can see all the fingerprints. Oh, my God. That is the worst. But I mean, speaking of plumbing appliances or plumbing fixtures, I should say, you know, that probably gives you a very good clue as to when your house could have been built or at least when that bathroom went in. Yes, because they're stamped with the date they were manufactured. A lot of people don't know this, but if you want to um, you want to do a little investigation, for example, if you've got like an older toilet, take the lid off, turn it upside down, and you're going to see a date stamp. Now, sometimes, you know, it says December 8th, you know, 1973 or whatever, but sometimes it'll just have like a letter like M73 or, you know, C96, and that's the year that it was made. So you got to figure that toilets were made and put in pretty quickly. They didn't like sit in warehouses for years. So that gives you an idea. And then also look at electrical panels. If you've got the original panel, there's probably a date on that somewhere. Usually if there's an inspection sticker, there certainly would be. And appliance serial numbers not uh, usually have dates sort of coded in with them, and you can find resources online. We used to decode the dates of uh, air conditioning compressors by looking at that serial number, and you could tell what the date was just by knowing what brand you were working with. So there's a lot of information out there, and you kind of put it all together. You get a pretty good sense of how old your house is, and then you can start figuring out you know, what's going to be needing to be fixed first, second, and so on. All right, lots of fun investigating is going to happen around the country. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. 
Aquatrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. Aquatrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any Aquatrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now we're going over to Alaska where Mary has a question about siding. How can we help you today? We recently sited our house with concrete siding. Underneath is plywood and then Tyvek. We use 4 by 12 panels that are pre-painted. They're attached to the plywood walls. Okay. My question is, do I need to caulk where the batten attaches to the panels? And secondly, do I need to caulk the nail holes on the batten? Well, you wouldn't caulk where the batten attaches to the panels. You might use an adhesive in that area, if that's recommended by the siding manufacturer. Uh, in terms of the nail holes, generally you don't have to caulk nail holes. You know, as long as you're not smashing the nails in and breaking the siding, they're usually tight enough around them where you do not have to caulk each individual nail head. The nail holes have broken through the painted surface. So if they broke through the painted surface, it's not a bad idea to touch them up with a little bit of caulk, but I wouldn't be too concerned about it. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Mary. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPET. Well, it's officially fall. What are you guys working on? Are you thinking, I got all these projects, but I just don't have the tools to get these projects done? Well, how would you like to win a whole workshop full of tools to take on all of your fall fix-up projects and more? Well, you can when you enter the Money Pit's fantastic fall fix-up sweepstakes presented by Arrow. Yep, one grand prize winner is going to get 750 bucks worth of Arrow tools, and it includes our favorite glue gun, the professional high-temp glue gun, which was named the best glue gun by Popular Mechanics, and the cordless 5-in-1 staple gun, which combines the power and performance with comfort and convenience and fires five different types of fasteners, so you only need one gun for multiple projects. Awesome, but there's also going to be five runner-up winners who will receive the Arrow Holiday Light Helper Prize Pack worth a hundred bucks. Now that includes the Arrow T25X Wiremate Staple Gun and Arrow T59 Wiring Tacker. Plus, all these winners are going to get plenty of staples and glue sticks to get those fall projects started and finished. Enter once a day at MoneyPit.com/sweepstakes, where you can also earn bonus entries for additional chances to win. That's MoneyPit.com. Slash sweepstakes. Now I've got Rob in Maryland on the line with a building with a dirt floor, and he needs some help with it. How can we help you? Yeah, hi. I have a 18 foot diameter round space outside. It's a little hut, and I have a dirt floor, and I just want to see if there's some type of a concrete that I can just pour down there or pour on it, and it'll just find its own level. Well, I mean, concrete to some extent finds its own level. You you have access to this space, right? Is there any reason you can't float it out? Yeah, there's 
it's easy to, yeah. to do. So then what you're going to want to do is, is, is a couple of things. First of all, this is an unheated space. Correct. All right. So, so what you want to do is you would you would want to make sure that the dirt is solidly tamped down, right? And then you're going to add concrete to that to a thickness of at least four inches, but maybe even six, and then float the concrete. It, it takes a little skill. You're going to have to do some research on how to do this, but essentially when the concrete comes off the truck, there's stone that's embedded in it. And as you spread it out with a, a shovel and a, and a rake, um, you sort of float it, you shake it with uh, a float, a trowel. It's like a, like a big trowel. And then the stones sink to the bottom of the concrete, and sort of the cream comes to the top, and that's what gives you that nice finish. And you'll sort of work the concrete smooth and then work your way out the door. So I, I think it's as simple as putting in a concrete slab floor. Is it anything like a dust cover? Yeah, I mean, you can. there's plastic dust covers and things like that, but, I mean, you want a floor that you can actually use. So the concrete is the best way to go. Okay. All right. I mean, you could probably do something with brick pavers, but it'd be a lot of work because you'd have to cut all those round edges. All right. Well, thanks a lot. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, fall is the season to get your lawn ready for the cold winter ahead. We've got a four step checklist to make sure your yard is good to go. First of all, keep mowing. Just because it's not summer anymore doesn't mean you should stop. But never trim more than a third of the grass blades off in a single cutting. This is going to allow more sun to reach the base of the grass, and that's going to prevent brownout in the winter months. Now, you want to let, now, letting it grow too high may also attract lawn damaging field mice. So it's okay to put the mower blades on the lowest setting for the last two cuts of the season. Now, next, you want to aerate your lawn. Compressed soil hurts grass health, so aerating punches holes in the soil and lets the oxygen, water, and nutrients into a lawn. So use a walk-behind aerator to get or get an attachment to pull behind a riding mower. It's a really easy process. Just make sure if you have sprinklers that you mark the head so that you don't run them over and break them. That is true. Now, another good practice is mulching your leaves. Many mowers can actually mulch those leaves with an attachment, and since mulching with a mower can mix grass clippings with leaf particles, those nitrogen-rich grass particles and carbon-rich leaf particles will compost more quickly, and together they're going to return those nutrients right to the soil. And lastly, now is the time to repair bald spots. On your lawn, not your head. The easiest way to do this <laughs> is with an all-in-one lawn repair mixture. Wouldn't it be great if it was just as easy as that? Just slap some repair mixture on your head and no more bald. <laughs> but this one's, this one's found at most garden shops and home centers. Uh, and then use a garden rake or a dethatcher to scratch and loose, loosen that soil on the spot and water it frequently for the first couple of weeks. That's a project that I'm going to tackle. I, I cut some trees in the spring to allow more uh, sunlight on one part of my lawn that wasn't grown so well. So I'm going to add some topsoil, throw some seed down, and see if we can kind of expand that lawn now that the weather is a little bit cooler and has a chance to grow strong roots before next summer's super hot heat. That tends to dry out all that stuff that you plant in the spring, so planting in fall is the way to go. Natalie in Wisconsin's on the line and is having some issues with old windows. Tell us about the problem. Hi, I have vinyl windows, which uh, served us very well, but now that they're older and I want to raise them up, oh, five or six inches, uh, they won't, won't stay there, so I have to brace them up or else they'll fall down and They are quite heavy. Do you have any recommendations? So the window jams have springs in them, and the springs have obviously broken down. And the problem with vinyl windows is unless it's a name brand where you can easily find parts, 
is that it's really almost impossible to get those fixed. Okay. And so I, I'm not going to have a really good solution for you here, Natalie. Uh, if it was an old wood window, we could talk about ways to, to deal with that because it's a vinyl window. Uh, it's already an upgraded window. And if the internal parts are breaking down, it's it's difficult to find uh, repair parts for that. Okay. Yes, I have been trying, and I I didn't have any any luck so far. Well, I mean, I would search online for the manufacturer and see if there are repair parts available. But uh, short of that, it might be time to start thinking about new windows. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, if you love the look of granite countertops and you want them, but you just don't want to spend the money for them, we're giving away a brand new product from Dyche Coatings today that can give you a sparkling granite surface at a fraction of the cost of real granite. It's called the Lux Rock Solid Surface Granite Countertop Kit, and one kit covers 40 square feet of countertop, making it perfect for updating a kitchen or bath. Yep, I just did this project. It spreads really easily over old countertops or You can even make a new countertop. I made mine out of plywood, and now it looks like granite. It's amazing. It comes in five colors. The transformation takes just about a weekend. Now, the kit retails for $299. It's on sale now at Home Depot and Lowe's for $249, but we've got one to give away. So if you'd like to win it, reach out to us with your question. We'll draw those names at random, that winner's name at random, and if we choose you, you get the countertop kit. The number here is 1-888-MONEYPIT, or post your question at moneypit.com slash ask. Mike and George is on the line with a question about flooring. What's going on at your Money Pit? Well, you, Leslie, well, uh, I'll tell you what, I got a problem. Uh, we had to pull up some carpet in the floorway. It's kind of L-shaped. Well, the old hound dog's kind of old, and it kind of urinated right there in one spot. Short of pulling up the floor and then replacing all that, what can we do? So do you want to refinish the floor? And are we talking about hardwood floors here, Mike? Well, it's got, it's kind of, it's got a blonde finish, more or less. Translucent. Well, I mean, I think if you're going to refinish the floors and you sand those floors, you'll be able to get through that surface staining and you won't have too much residual. I mean, it's way we're way past talking about how to clean it, but what happens is you get acid in there from the pets and that can change the color. But it's been my experience that a, a, a traditional floor sanding will cut through that without too much difficulty. So if you're thinking about refinishing the floors, what I generally recommend is, even if you want to do some of this yourself, is to have a professional do the sanding because unless you use a floor sander as part of your day-to-day job, it's kind of a hard tool to handle. I mean, I grew up with tools my entire life. Um, I wouldn't do my own floor sanding. I'd hire a pro for it. So I didn't ruin my floors. If you uh, sneeze while you're using that, <laughs> you know, you'll you'll dig out of it. Um, and then you could put two, two or three coats of good quality polyurethane on top of that. But I think a sanding will make that go away. All right. Well, I appreciate your, your advice, sir. Thank you very much. Good luck. Well, guys, if you ever use an air cleaner to get rid of odors in your house, you know that most pretty much cover up the odors instead of wiping them out completely. 
But Eden Pure has got a new product. It's called the Thunderstorm Air Purifier, and it completely destroys any odor instead of just covering it up. Now, this includes odors from pets or cooking or urine or even cigarette smoke. Now, the Eden Pure Thunderstorm uses oxy technology to send out O3 molecules into the air. These O3 molecules then seek out bad odors and other air pollutants and completely wipes them away. The unit is super small, it's compact, it's portable, but it's also way powerful, you guys. It plugs directly into the wall so it takes up no floor space. And unlike other air purifiers, there's no filters to replace, and that's going to save you a ton of money every month. Now, we've got a great deal for you from our friends at Eden Pure. The unit retails for 129 bucks, and that covers a medium-sized room. But right now, there's a fantastic offer for just you guys, just Money Pit listeners. All you need to do is go to EdenPureDeals.com and enter the promo code MONEYPIT3. And if you do, you'll get 200 bucks off the three-pack. So you get all three units for under $200. That's like buying one and getting two for free. That's an amazing deal. So check out that Thunderstorm Air Purifier for yourself at EdenPureDeals.com. And remember to enter your promo code MONEYPIT3 to get $200 off the three-pack. So you get all three units for under 200 bucks. Plus, shipping is free. And in Delaware is on the line with a painting question. What can we do for you today? We painted around the bottom of our house, the foundation, with cement and sand. Okay. And what I want to know, can we, you know, paint over that with regular paint, or would that bleed through? The cement and sand mix is like a stucco mix, right? And is that is that is that sticking to that foundation? Is it breaking off in any way, or is it still solid? No, no, it's in good shape. But I, I, I wanted, to, I really wanted to paint it. Some of the neighbors painted, and they looked nice. Would it would it be okay? Okay, so what what you need to do is you need to prime it first. You need to use a masonry primer. That's really important. But you have to sand that out. No, as long as it's intact, okay. Yeah, it's in good shape. Yeah. Then you need to prime it first because the primer is what's going to make the top right make the top layer of paint stick, so to speak. So you prime it first, let the primer dry really, really well, and then you can put on the top coat of paint, exterior quality paint on top of that, and it should be fine. But just remember, you know, after paint comes re paint so once you paint it the first time you're gonna have to paint it again and again as years go by yeah okay put the primer on first that's the key make sure it's primed okay use primer first okay that's what i wanted to know all right anna good luck with that project thanks so much for calling us at 888 money pit jonathan wrote in saying i'm concerned about vocs when painting cabinets is it okay to use an oil-based primer with a latex paint in order to cut down on those vocs also if the cabinets i'm painting have laminate sides do i need to prime those as well yeah, let's tackle all of those questions. So first of all, I certainly understand and appreciate your concerns about painting cabinets while avoiding VOCs, which, by the way, stands for volatile organic compounds. And that could be an ingredient in paint. However, I don't recommend using a latex top coat. And here's why. While latex paint has definitely come a long way, Jonathan, the one area where solvent-based finishes are far superior is durability. And kitchen cabinets take a beating. They take a lot of wear and tear. And latex paint, frankly, just doesn't cut it. It doesn't offer the kind of abrasion resistance that an oil-based finish would. Now, the good news is that most name-brand paints now have very little VOCs uh, compared to years ago. So I suggest you use both 
an oil-based or solvent-based top coat and a primer, including on those laminate sides, by the way, because the primer's job is to make the paint stick, and certainly on a smooth laminate surface, you're going to need that. If you're concerned any further, just you know, take some steps to ventilate the room while you're working on it. Pick a nice day for your project. Set up a window fan to exhaust room air to the exterior. Then open a couple of windows inside the house to facilitate airflow. When you're working, the fresh air is going to flow in the open windows through the kitchen and out that window with the fan. And you will be very, very comfortable and totally good to go. And you know that your cabinet's paint job is going to last a very, very long time. Well, guys, it's been a rough year for storms, and it got us thinking, you know, we're pretty vulnerable in an emergency weather situation. And while most of us take steps to protect our homes and our families, a lot of folks don't take those same kinds of steps to protect important documents. And not having them, if a storm strikes, can be a huge hassle. So Leslie has some tips on how to do just that in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Leslie? Yeah, you know, definitely when a storm strikes, getting yourself out safely is job number one. But even before that happens, you can take some steps to make sure that your important papers like birth records, financial papers, or even backups of your computer files are safely stored in a way that they will survive a fire or another type of disaster. So you want to start by keeping your financial records and documents in one safe place. Now, a wide variety of safes and lockboxes are available for protection against heat and water, and some are small enough to be carried out of your home in a hurry. Now, if your financial records include electronic files, you want to make sure that you're using what's called a media safe. Now, while a regular firebox can protect papers, hard drives, USB sticks, DVDs, they're going to need better protection, and media safes are designed specifically for that purpose. They're going to keep the inside temperature below 125 degrees, as well as that humidity below 85%. So you want to make sure that you're storing things correctly, you've got updated copies of everything, credit cards, passports, birth certificates, social security cards, everything and anything that you could think of should you need to sort of restart your life. Keep it in one place, ready to go. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. Coming up next time of all the remodeling projects you might take on in your home, replacing your garage door happens to deliver the very best return on your remodeling investment. We'll explain the options for a garage door that delivers style, security, and value to your home on the next edition of The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You live in a Money Pit. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.